somebody out there is going to buy buy them out and take it over and then we'll hear about it more but and then we'll never we'll never use it again because they'll they'll, they'll <laughs> yeah. ruin it yeah they'll ruin it are you ready i am ready sir Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am Eric, your host for this episode. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Jason. How's it going, Jason? I'm feeling a little extreme, man. I'm feeling a little extreme. <laughs> I, bet too we, much I extreme. bet we have the cure for that this episode. We Let's are continuing our season two list of our favorite guitar solos of all time. Uh, we are currently making our way through the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Just a quick reminder to find us on Spotify Premium if you're not listening to us there already because it's the very best way to experience a show, as you may or may not know. Uh, coming in at number 16 this episode is our second song in a row from the band Extreme. This episode, we're talking about He-Man Woman Hater from the album Pornography. Behind the music. Pornography, the band's second album, was released in 1990. Uh, it reached number 10 on the Billboard album charts and also achieved double platinum status. Uh, this is the album that really put them on the map with Get the Funk Out getting heavy rotation on MTV. Oh, yeah. And then two mega hits with uh, More Than Words and Wholehearted. Uh, I think those are the the cassette the, the singles that, that you had. Yeah, um, yes, it was. Yep. <laughs> singer Gary Sharon called the album a pseudo-concept album about lost innocence and uneasiness. Um, heavy metal author... Martin Popoff in his book, The Big Book of Hair Metal, which now I need to go find and read. Yes. <laughs> called the album a thinking man's hair metal album with thoughtful lyrics and tasteful guitar work. Um, lead guitarist Nuno Betancourt, who we mentioned in the last episode, uh, garnered admir- admiration from rock guitar enthusiasts as he was voted best new talent in a 1991 reader's poll by Guitar World magazine. And that magazine later named him Most Viable Player of 1991. Wow. Um, quick quick fun fact. Do you know where the phrase He-Man, Woman, Hater came from? Yeah, Little Rascals. Okay. Yep. You, I'm, I'm amazed at how many people don't know that. <laughs> they, well, they, they, I they grew think, up all Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I just, even, even when this album first came out and people were like, you know, didn't know what that came from. I'm like, how do you not know what that is? Let's get personal. So this album came out my junior year of college and I fell in love with it immediately. Uh, In my opinion, there's not a bad song on it. We listened to it so much uh, that year that I had two copies of the CD. I had one, I had one in the apartment and one in the car. (laughs) So we didn't have to keep carrying it back and forth. Nice. Uh, We listened to it so much that I, you know, I just I have specific memories tied to so many of these songs because they were just playing all the time, either in the apartment or in the car or somewhere. Um, I saw them twice for this tour. 
mm-hmm. uh, the show and uh, the show was I could have seen him a third time. They they, they ran an odd pairing with ZZ Top. And, oh wow! Yeah, okay, I, I didn't really get that pairing, but I didn't go. To, I didn't go to that show. The two shows I went to, they were the headliners, smaller venues, headliners, uh, and they were just ridic- ridiculous. I think I, I mentioned on, on the last episode that Gary Sharon. Uh, was one of is only was one of only two lead singers I've ever seen take a uh, a vocal solo vocal during the solo. during the show. Yeah, the other guy, by the way, we covered a couple of episodes ago. Was, I was going to uh, say, yeah, I think you Corey Glover. Corey, yeah. Corey Glover had a vocal solo during the show. Uh, so anyway, um, but I just you know this this album is just it just impressed me from the beginning. Thirty three years later, I still listen to this album probably once a month, if not more. I still it's still on a heavy rotation for me. The riffs and the hooks in there is just their first album was 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 great. This album was such a step up for them that it was just it was just amazing. I don't um, think I've listened to their first album. You have heard one song. It was on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to play? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's them. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Um what's your history with well, I think you mentioned the last time that that, that you heard Three saw three sides before you heard this one. This yeah, album. yeah. So I do remember hearing "Get the Funk Out" on uh, on MTV or watching the video. So that I know I was exposed to that some. Right. Um, the the two monster radio hits there, especially more than words, got my mom's attention, which <laughs> led to the single purchasing, and then uh, yeah. So that and then that kind of rubbed off on me too, hearing yeah. hearing those songs all the time, and then. Uh, I, I know I got it. I, I had the three sides cassette. So I'm thinking when I was in with Columbia house, BMG, whoever it was at the time, right. I bought the, the two CDs. So I bought the three side CD and then I bought the pornography right. CD and listened to those a lot. So yeah, I, it, I was late to, you know, songs, the, the album tracks like this, I was late to, but I, do enjoy them. I don't listen to it as much as you do, apparently. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I had a fantastic experience going back and listening to this full album for yeah. the show. The breakdown. So to start, it's important to note up front that not all the solos on this song are being played by Nuno Betancourt. He of course plays the intro, which is called "Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee," which he he plays that. He plays the main solo of, of the song. Um, but the there's a there's a intro solo during the intro of the song and there's an outro solo, and those are played by Dweezil Zappa, <laughs> which I, I honestly did not know that until I, I that until either. I was making my notes. I do recall solos. just to stop you for a second. Yeah. I do recall there was some kind of collaboration with Dweezil Zappa, maybe Nuno playing on his one of his albums yes, too about did. this time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. To start with, the intro solo, Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee, um, it's not so much about speed as it is about being able to keep time. and Because he plays this, this this intro solo with a delay pedal. And so let's talk about that first. When that when that first came out and people, you know, and, he, and you hear that song, guitar players have this, this incredible ability to tear one another down, <laughs> especially when you, <laughs> when you can't do something that the other guy you're tearing down can do. And uh-huh. I remember people saying about this, 
this intro solo, other guitar players saying, well, he's using the delay pedal. He's not really playing that fast. Um, but don't get, and don't get me wrong. Even without the delay pedal, it's extremely fast mm-hmm. and hard to play. And it takes a huge amount of hand dexterity, like we spoke about in the last episode. Um, but to add a level of complexity to that beginning solo is he pl- the type of delay he's using. It's called a slapback. It's it's very hard to to get that that rhythm down and to play what he's playing at that speed with that delay is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and I, so I went out and looked for a video of him or anybody playing that intro solo without the delay on it, just to see. How, you know exactly how you know how much how much effort is there to play that, or is it all the, the you know just the pedal that he's using, mm-hmm. even without the delay on it? I found a video of Nuno playing it without the delay on it. It's still just ridiculous. You know, even with even without with or without the delay pedal, it's it's still amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as the main solo in the song, it's equally as ridiculous. Uh, you know, like I like I mentioned in the last episode his ability to play clean and fast without you know masking it with with effects is just phenomenal he's mm-hmm. so he's so fast and even like you you mentioned their new solo rise and and watching him play on that it's it's just it's 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 inhuman sometimes how fast <laughs> yeah. his hands yeah. move when he's playing but also oh, yeah. not it's not just playing fast for the sake of playing fast he it's it's melodic it's very tasteful um you know he adds a lot to to just play not, it's not just speed he adds a lot to it oh uh, yeah yeah i mean th- it's ridiculous it really is i that's the word that kind of stuck out of my mind as i'm watching him yeah. i watched the performance uh in 2018 of him doing the song just five years ago yeah and he pretty much matched the album track like i'm hearing him play <laughs> yeah. in concert i'm like i mean i'm hearing the album and it's it's ridiculous and just yeah. how fast that like you're saying how fast he picks the the song because mm-hmm. he's using all strings all of his fingers just so much dexterity like you're saying yeah. no power chords this is not like you know your some of your metal people i think or or hard rock people that use a lot of power chords mm-hmm. but gosh just all up and down the thing and it's i mean to me it was so fast like the the guitar hook during the chorus i mean that that's fast too but i mean he plays so fast you know for this song but i just love the groove of the song too it's got some great harmonies which of course you get with extreme you're always going to get the nice backing vocals oh and yeah harmonies. but uh, oh man i love them on this song they just they're really accentuated and then you add in his guitar playing throughout right it just blows you away i'm so glad you picked this song i remember when i was younger when it first came out trying to learn just that main hook in the in the song the main riff and even that is just is is so uh, quick it's so so hard to play i don't know that i ever got to the the place where i could play it as fast and as clean as he did and i'm not talking about the solo i'm talking about the main riff of the song So right. yeah, it's just, so, and so I, those I, of you. Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, dude. So those of you who uh, have Spotify Premium and have heard the song, please go back and listen to it again when we're done blabbing. <laughs> you just, I, I really don't think you appreciate it if this is like your first time hearing the song, which might be for some people. Go back and listen to it because it's yeah. ridiculous. 
Yeah, and like I said, I've been listening to this album for 33 years, and it wasn't until last week that I looked up a video where a guy actually breaks down that intro solo, the Bumblebee solo, and breaks down how to play it, and then how to set up your delay pedal, and then how to play with the with the, the delay to make it sound the way he does. And what the conclusion he comes to is he has to play that same speed. The, his his hand never stops for a minute and 30 seconds. He goes, that doesn't sound like a long time. But he said, sit here, put your pointer finger and your thumb together and move it back and forth at 100 beats per second for a minute and thir- for, for one minute and 30 seconds. And you'll realize how hard that, just that part of it is. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> insane, man. So yeah. insane. Yeah. So uh, Nuno and Extreme... They came in at seven, number 17. They're at number 16, too, of our top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Uh, this week's bonus bonus songs, uh, the first one comes from Extreme's 1995 album, Waiting for the Punchline. Uh, this album virtually got no attention uh, mm-hmm. because the music industry was already drowning in plaid and grunge. <laughs> um, but the track Midnight Express is an all-acoustic instrumental from that album that's just that's that's just amazing um he i think if i remember right there's drums in there too but it's mostly just him playing the acoustic uh, and it's 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 quite good our second bonus song is from the same album as this it's from pornography and it's a song called decadence dance uh mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a tasty little number oh yeah so we'll give you that one too uh if you have spotify premium you've already heard one song and you get ready to hear two more so uh Stay tuned for that. If you're a free Spotify user, you're going to hear about 30 seconds of all these songs. And if you're listening outside Spotify, well, I can't help you out. You're going to have to use the song whip links to find your songs. <laughs> um, give us your thoughts on this episode via social media. You can find us on Twitter at Greatest Lists, or you can stream all of our episodes at GreatestListPodcast.com. Or, of course, you can find us uh, in your favorite podcasting app. Jason, we'll be back for our number of 15 song in the next mm-hmm. episode. Uh, thank you for listening to The Greatest List, and we look forward to continuing our list next episode. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists. <laughs>